All right, here we are again. Another awkward intro. Another <laughs> week of talking about movies. Oh movies. my gosh, movies, movies! This, wow, this week is 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 a special week on the show. Yeah, Gentlemen, it is. It is Big Willie Weekend. Oh Big my Willy gosh, weekend. you're right. Woo! All right. Uh. We decided this year, uh, since we watched a good movie last year, we'd watch The Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> and you know what? We we didn't get enough of Bagger Vance while watching Who could? this movie. Who could? We, we thought maybe Bagger Vance should, should show up in some other movies and try to inspire some other people. So why don't we add Bagger Vance to some other movies? Okay, that's an intriguing idea. I like it. Yeah. Anybody have mm. a movie they want to share first? Um, Cars, the animated. Oh, movie. all yes. right. So, so how's Bagger Vance going to inspire <laughs> our white protagonist of Cars? <laughs> he's he's going to uh, work alongside Mater to help Lightning McQueen get his groove back. <laughs> And <laughs> disappear right before the big race. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it's a little harder than it, it seems upon. Just the last lap, though. Just the last lap. Like, he stays until the last yeah, lap. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, I stayed for the other 499. <laughs> yeah. So I'll see you later. <laughs> hmm. Manny, you what, look like you're ready. What if Bagger Vance is the person that helps Stella get her groove back. <laughs> like, he's just the only surrogate kind of in that film, just pointing her in directions to get her groove back. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be kind of him. Or we substitute Bagger Vance for Mickey in the movie Rocky, but then he okay. leaves at the 12th round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he finds out that there ain't going to be no, he doesn't find out that there ain't going to be no rematch. That's right. On that, uh, on that note, the Rocky note, we could go to Million Dollar Baby, and he could be there, and he leaves right before the stool incident. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I have two takes on the same movie, but okay. I would lo- I would actually watch both of these, one more than the other. Bagger Vance and No Country for Old Men. Either sticking around with Josh Brolin, trying to make him be a good guy, and you know figure out what to do or uh, stick with Javier Bardem and try to make him and then just get shot in the first 10 fucking minutes of the movie. <laughs> well, hmm. <laughs> like that, that's the movie I'd watch. Very good. I, I've got, I've got one more here. How about okay. this, the social network? You put beggar Vance <laughs> in the social network and he, and he convinces Zuckerberg to just give it up and tells people to go back to MySpace. <laughs> nice very, very nice uh let's add bagger vance to uh to inside lewin davis <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to help lewin davis uh figure out how to how to get the former glory he had with his 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 old partner now that his partner's dead uh-oh <laughs> Nice. Please. <laughs> uh, or you go ahead 
and you make basically the same movie but with a kid and put Bagger Vance in searching for Bobby Fisher. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. How about uh how about we do a sequel to uh to Rookie of the Year? Yes. <laughs> yes. And put Bagger Vance in that. <laughs> or in Angels in the Outfield and all of them to go, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> trying to think of a, a clever pun but it's it's, it's failing i'm failing myself like a literal like bagger like oh like the movie cashback where it's all in a grocery store <laughs> <laughs> and he's just bagging up the groceries that's right okay. yeah. and, and heads in a duffel bagger vance <laughs> <laughs> dispensing wisdom Mm. Or he, uh, or he gets released from the prison, uh, the Shawshank prison, and goes to work at that grocery store that uh, Morgan Freeman works at. Exactly, Bagger Vance of Bones. I probably shouldn't even make this joke. It's the only joke I'm going to make the whole time. Okay. You can just have Bagger Vance show up at the Oscars and say, just don't do it. It's not worth it. Uh, I think that's a good uh, good transition point. Yeah, let's talk about a movie. Let's talk about a movie. Hello, you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. I'm Zach McCoy. I'm Manny Classic. And we are your Oscar Grouches, and welcome back to the Oscaristy Podcast, show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history, try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong. What film are we watching this week, Zach? For Big Willie Weekend, we are watching Legend of Bagger Vance. Magic Will makes over Matt and teaches him how to hold his stick again. Fun. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh my. You can tell a lot by the way a man holds a stick. <laughs> so they ev- say. Is this everybody's first time seeing The Legend of Bagger Vance? No. No. Unfortunately not. Yes for me. Really? Oh, that's this, a You'd never seen it? I have never seen this movie. Oh wow. My goodness. I didn't realize. I just never had the interest. Ah, well, there you go. Even with all the names attached to it. <laughs> well, with that out of the way, we're going to do an Oscar breakdown. Break it down. This movie was nominated for no Oscars. <gasps> what? Shock. Wow. That doesn't mean it wasn't nominated for other awards, though. So we're going to do a quick little breakdown here. Uh, the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films... <laughs> Nominated this for Best Supporting Actor for Will Smith. Okay. Uh, the, bam, 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 bam. the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards nominated Charlie's Theron for Favorite Actress, Drama or Romance, and Favorite Actor Will Smith for Drama and Romance. <laughs> drama <laughs> slash Romance? I don't know. Slash. The Golden Trailer Awards nominated this for the Best Romance. 
Hollywood Makeup Artist and Hairstylist Guild Awards nominated this for Best Period Makeup in a Feature. Mm. Okay. Okay. Oh, what? <laughs> Just because I don't really remember a whole lot of makeup. Yeah, anyway. Uh, the NAACP Image Awards nominated Will Smith for Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture. Okay. The Phoenix Film Critics Society Awards nominated Rachel Portman for Best Score. Hmm. Okay. Sure. Satellite Awards nominated Rachel Portman for Best Original Score and Michael Bauhaus for Best Cinematography. Mm-hmm. Sure. Our, uh, our favorite award show here at Oscar Worsty, the Shanghai International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, Closely followed. Yep. I need, to, I need to amend something real quick. Rachel Portman won the Phoenix Film Critics Society Award for Best Original Score. Oh, nice. All right. So back to the Shanghai International Film Festival. Uh, this won the Golden Goblet for Best Technology for Michael Bauhaus. Fuck yeah. And it was nominated for the Golden Goblet for Best Film, Robert Redford. The... <laughs> what? Okay, so... The World Soundtrack Awards nominated Rachel Portman for Soundtrack Composer of the Year. And I didn't go into any de- like research on this, but it just says Rachel Portman for Shakala. So did she win for this or <laughs> Shakala? <laughs> huh. And finally, the Young Artist Awards uh, for Best Performance in a Feature Film Supporting Young Actor Michael J. Michael Moncrief. So, so he like got nominated and then abruptly quit. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That apparently J. Michael Moncrief is actually from Savannah, Georgia. Oh. Born and bred. Trying to find his filmography. Okay. It's yeah, this is the only movie that he's acted in. Yep. <laughs> they pulled him off the street. No, he beat two thousand other boys for the role. He beat him up. Yeah. yeah, they they put beat him in that. like a battle royal, and he beat the shit out of. Good job, yeah. yeah. J. Michael Moncrief gets yeah. him. All right, so that's our awards breakdown for this. Yeah. Okay. So, so I want to hear how uh, Jonathan uh, first saw this movie. Uh, this was one of my grandfather's uh, oh. movies that he'd watch. He's a golf guy. Yeah. So. Cool. And you know how um, <clears throat> some Christians can contort things towards they're like, oh, this is our movie. Uh, this is uh, one of those that I felt like he probably did. Gotcha. Because they were like, because Will Smith was obviously an angel and he was helping him because, you know, golf cures PTSD. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But, okay. Yeah. This was a movie that I, I mean, I'd watch with him. I, I, in, the word enjoy is such a fucking stretch. Uh, I, I nothing this movie. Okay. I just, it was a fun movie to watch my grandfather, but that's it. Yeah. Manny, where had you seen this? So I feel like, um, Maybe it was one of those things, again, but kind of like Jonathan, where, like, my dad would maybe watch it when it came on TNT, when they were, like, considering this a prestige film that 
TNT was like, hey, I'm Ted Turner. I got a lot of money. Let me buy this stuff I think is really good film and would just put it on. <laughs> um, weird scenario compared to what Jonathan just said, though, about the whole angel thing. It has a completely separate meaning. It certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the loose retelling of the Bahagiva. Yep. Uh, hmm. <laughs> awesome. Inside How about there. you, Zach? So I, I may have told this story on a previous episode, so go back and search through all our episodes and find it. Um, but this is one movie, along with Finding Forrester, that came out in uh, <laughs> my freshman year of high school, where I went to the theater couldn't get any of my friends to go with it. Nobody else wanted to see it with me. So I went by myself. And I, I'm certain I was the only person under the age of 50 in there. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was on my golf team uh, freshman and sophomore year. And, nice. you know, Tiger Woods was my hero at this time, ruling the world. And so I had an interest strictly based on the golf aspect. And, uh, you know, I didn't know a whole lot else going into it. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie. This movie. Yeah, this movie's terrible. It's not good. It's <laughs> actively a terrible film. I spend most of the time waiting for Charlie's Theron to go. They took my ovaries, Kevin. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, if we would have only been so lucky. <laughs> I... <laughs> The thing is, I I don't think anybody in this movie is bad, except Will Smith. I think I don't, and I don't even think he's bad. I just think this movie was a piss poor story with a bad script and bad direction. It was mm. such a poor miscalculation on Will Smith's part. Yes. Yeah. Like, what could he have been doing instead of this? Okay. Like, because, like, what came out? What year was did this movie come out? 2000. Release of, release 2000. of two, which means uh, he instead could have been uh, being in the Matrix. Did he like, choose this over the Matrix? I know he chose. No, no, he chose Wild Wild West over the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would argue it's roughly the same time period. He's so. fair. He could have been the biggest star in the world, but instead he was doing this. So when I first saw this movie in theaters, I actively liked it. I was 14 and I wasn't aware of some of the unfortunate tropes and uh, caricatures that were happening. I was just oh, like, oh. what What a sweet movie. And I love golf and Jack Lemmon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in his final uncredited role. That's 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 something. Oh, and, fuck. Really? Was it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God! And this was the final role as well. Who's? Uh, hold on, I had this as a thing earlier because I was the not not Bobby Jones, but the other golfer, right? Uh, Walter I, Hagen. I think so. No, not Bruce McGill. No, Lane Smith, who played Lane the uh, Lane Smith's last film, who played the uh, the journalist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Grace uh, Grantland Rice. Yeah. Okay. Man, that is we so bad at killed fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you must be something all the time. 
I don't know where this movie could have found a way to be right. I I don't think it's a redeemable film with any changes. It was just a bad idea. So, I guess I still, uh, I don't like the movie, but I think it has good qualities. I don't know if if you substitute a unfortunately somewhat characterized uh, black man in the South <laughs> helping the white folks along. Um, I don't know. You can have a nice buddy angel story without the... <sighs> you're still <laughs> the left with a... Self-gratiating man, or I don't know. You're yeah. still left with a movie that golfs, fixes PTSD, and... And I don't know where the fuck they got the romance out of this movie because that shit was barely in this movie yeah. at all. No, that's for sure. I, I mean, I mean, most of it's just alluded to, so we don't get to see the the romance that was before the war. Yeah, sure. so, but you mean you don't find uh, I like when we dance a romantic line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the idea that so far Zach has been like, look, if we get rid of. Like the southern thing and the golf thing, it'd be a better movie. Of course, it would. <laughs> Angels in the Obstacle. Exactly. Dude, I just thought the same thing. It's like, how about instead of Will Smith, we do Christopher Lloyd, and let's make it baseball. Oh wait, <laughs> make the kid Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. And yeah. Instead of a war veteran, let's make him a kid of divorce. We make Will Smith a dog, and we'll call it Air Buddies. Yes. <laughs> I love this. I just. I just can't get over watching a movie set in Savannah, Georgia in the 1930s or 20s or whenever it's supposed to be set. And mm-hmm. They're just like, hey, there's just a bunch of white people and black people watching golf together at this esteemed country club. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's a thing, huh? Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh and, and you got to remember that because Matt Damon, you know, he's the good guy because he hung around just black guys to play poker and drink with. That's right. So we we know he's a good guy, but he's downtrodden. <laughs> Just on the plus side, I I do think there's some decent cinematography here, and uh, you know, well, I mean, when is Bauhaus bad? Right. Uh, Just because he's working on a shitty movie doesn't mean he's gonna <laughs> half-ass it. Yeah. Um. Yes. This only goes to 11. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm i trying to think of a good golf movie to begin with as well. Caddyshack. Okay, well, okay. Caddyshack. What, what was that, Manny? Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> that movie has Bob Barker punching a man. That's enough yeah. for me. No, fair enough. If Bob Barker punched Matt Damon in this movie, 100% better. <laughs> I started, I was going to Google real quick, golf movies, and the second thing that comes up is golf movies with Will Smith. Is there more than one? <laughs> is no, there? I don't know if that went straight to, to I don't know. Who's your caddy? Definitely not good. Oh, no. That's the one with Charlie. Big Boy from uh, Outcast. Oh, God. Yeah. Speaking of Georgians golfing, yeah, what's the one with uh, Shia? That's a decent, the greatest game ever played. Yeah, I mean it's a quiet movie, but it's good. 
And then I like Ten Cup. Ten Cup. Ten yeah. Cup. That's a good one. So, so essentially, what what we're coming to the conclusion here is, if it's not a comedy, it's probably not a good golf movie. I actively it's, like golf, so I don't mind golf movies. I I, I like golf. Yeah. What was I, that, Manny? I think it's hard to make a golf movie that's serious because golf is inherently, at its core, a funny sport. It's a bunch of dudes with sticks taking a ball as far as possible and trying not to like drop it into a lake. Yeah, which is ninety percent walking from from green to green. Like, unless you add some levity in there, it's it's kind of depressing to watch. Yeah, I agree. It is. I think you need a like maybe a a Shanghai soccer style golf movie. I'd watch it. You know, one of my favorite games, Mario Golf. Yeah, yeah, I've been playing that lately. Just came across a golf movie that looks like one of those movies Joe would try to make us watch on um, YouTube for free with ads. Yeah, is it Prehysteria Three? No, it's From the Rough. Starring Taraji P. Henson, Tom Felton, and Michael Clark Duncan. Wow. What? Okay. <laughs> well, let's, uh, I'm going to write that down. Dra- Draco Malfoy being in the middle of those names really throws me off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope it's reverse Bagger Vance, and he, he's actually like a ghost. He just has the platinum blonde still, and he's just a spirit, an apparition. He's trying to ruin their golf game. <laughs> I'll take it. So, Paul, you'll have to read your tweet <laughs> to summarize <laughs> oh. this. Okay. You, you pretty much nailed it down with this. <laughs> yeah, give me a second. I'll I'll find it. I got it here somewhere. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to use my phone. Forgive me. You're to find it on Facebook. Uh, men will literally be entered into a golf tournament against their will, find a magical caddy who will help them find their swing, and tie with Bobby Jones and Walter Hagen instead of going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Shaking my damn head. <laughs> <sighs> to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> golf was often a form of therapy for me growing up. You know, um, I can't remember exactly whose quote it was um, about maybe it's Michael Jordan actually said something about golf, you know, other sports you're actively competing against other people. Golf, you're just it's just you. I mean, there's other people yeah. playing in the other score, but it's you it's, versus the course. You versus the course, or you versus yourself, you versus your swing, your leg or whatever. <laughs> man versus food. Man versus food. Uh, that's something else. Man versus uh, well manicured wild. Yeah. No, I just, again, I, I don't think golf as a sport is bad. Like I said, I'm, I, I could enjoy it. But just my fat ass isn't walking just to hit a tiny ball into a tiny hole. Just I'll, yards I'll say away. when, uh, when I was living in the quad city, Silvis, Illinois, uh, had a PGA stop. It was one of the, the lesser ones. So the bigger names weren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the uh, TPC at Deer Run, and oh, oh, my dad would get tickets to it every year because they just handed out tickets to people in the military for some reason, and we'd go watch like 
a few hours of golf just because it was right down the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, used, I used to go to the um, Michelob Championship up here at Kings Mill when I was younger. Yeah. I met uh, Payne Stewart shortly before he died on that airplane crash. He signed, I got his autograph, and then I guess I cursed him because he died. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. You, revert, you reverse banger vanced him. <laughs> oh, Lord. What if we assume that Bagger Vance is just a sequel to Talented Mr. Ripley and Matt Damon just like killed a soldier and that's why he's like here now? Does that make the movie any better? Uh, there's no Philip Seymour Hoffman for Jonathan to do an impression of in this movie, so I'm gonna Tommy. say no. Hey, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, 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 that's the peeping Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so, so <laughs> oh, go ahead, Zach. I was just gonna say, uh, you know, Paul has enlightened me about the, you know, the quote-unquote magical Negro trope. And Ooh, I was wondering who was gonna get to say that first. I thought maybe it wasn't me. gonna be me. <laughs> I, I, uh, my dad is. That's why I said quote. So I was thinking it was gonna be me, but Zach just leading the way. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the name of the trope. Yeah. Yeah. Or um God, I saw another name for it. It was like uh magical best black best friend or something like that. Oh magical African American friend. Somebody (laughs) coined that (laughs) as a way for white people to be able to say it. (laughs) So you could just say inappropriate timing, but very appreciated. See, look, I, I've, I've heard other other names for, for Negroes that have been used in order to keep this thing going. Uh, but, like, you know, with some some literary type stuff, you know, like the colored Christ. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> nice. All yeah. I need is just a black best friend. Oh, and, uh, this is you have a black best friend, according to the internet. <laughs> this can't be a racist if you know one. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, all I saw was in a 27 interview on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, Jada Pinkett Smith, the wife of Will Smith, named this film when asked to confirm one of her husband's films that she dislikes. Ah. Okay. Like, it's, it's such a do nothing film. I wouldn't be surprised if he forgot he even did the film. <laughs> like, it's not a film that really cost him anything. Like, his, his star certainly didn't dim because of it. But it's not, not like certainly it, not. probably you know, not enough. Not mm-hmm. enough people saw it, but enough old people saw it that it didn't like. Yeah, because this flop, this flop bad. Oh, yeah. yeah, it made less than half of its budget back. Yep. Where? I'm just looking at the budget. Eighty million dollars. Where does that budget come from? Is Will Smith his name uh, at the time? Yeah. I mean and, that and the golf course. I'm sure wasn't cheap. And, mm. uh, and so the 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 final hole. 
was actually separately constructed on a real golf course and apparently cost $200,000 just to build that hole. Oh. Dear God. And then, then you got to get all the old cars and all the yeah. old costumes. And okay. The old actors. Leave it uncredited. Ain't exactly 25 bucks in a sandwich to get on set. <laughs> yep, and you had to uh, you had to pay for uh, Jack Lemmon's life support since they were going to kill him right after the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Matt Damon making a bunch of money, I'm sure. Uh, he, he's got an Oscar at this point, so yeah, why yeah. not? Exactly. <laughs> that price tag went way up. Yeah, I'm looking here. Apparently, the initial plan was to have Morgan Freeman and Robert Redford play. Uh, Bagger Vance and uh, Judah, <laughs> but they were like apparently Robert Redford was like, eh, let's get younger people in here. He's like, oh wait, no, Morgan Freeman already played a magical Negro. Uh... <laughs> Roger Ebert gave it three and a half stars. Handles a sports movie the way Billy Holiday handled a trashy song. Okay, <laughs> that's jeez, Rog, what were you watching? <laughs> You know, uh, I argue he saw exactly what, what he was supposed to see, which is a golf film for the 50-plus crowd to feel good about. Yeah. 50-plus crowd and 14-year-old Zach, apparently. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I guess <Nope>. 50-plus crowd. <laughs> it's a 50-plus crowd and the 50-plus at heart crowd. Yeah. Okay, here's a, yeah, there's a quote. Time <laughs> called it one of the most embarrassing films of recent years for its treatment of African-Americans and the use of a, quote, magical African-American friend. The film would later be used by Spike Lee as an example of a film with a magical Negro. So. Yep. Uh, Legend of Beggar No Pants. I don't know. I have nothing. <laughs> no pants. No pants. Pants. <laughs> I was looking at my notes here. I was like, Kelly McDonald, she wasn't in this. What am I talking about? Wrong, <laughs> wrong page. Yeah, we're doing that. We're doing that tomorrow. Uh, does anybody else actually just super hate the kid in this movie, too? Yes, thank you. So, like, I know we don't try to shit on kids too much, but I don't think he was good. He was kind of annoying. He was good, and I, I, I don't think the character was written well. I, mm. it, again, it, it just feels like the characters were put there to serve one specific purpose. So for the kid, it was to show that this was a depression era and that his dad was a friend of Matt Damon's and that he was one of those guys that was going to pay off his debts. That, that line was the only reason why the kid was in the whole fucking movie. It's pretty much basically like the guy who wrote the book looks like a guy who would write this fucking movie. Like he just knows nothing about anything. He's never written a book, but the guy looks like he's played golf his entire life. He just wanted to write a book about golf and be terrible at it. So Mm. hold on. Did he write this movie? Uh, No, he didn't write the screenplay, but he wrote the book. And it was, I was looking up the fact that the guy who wrote the book, Mm-hmm. Steven Pressfield also wrote uh, Above the Law starring Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <sighs> From and, a story uh, by Steven Seagal. I saw a uh, hand Joshua tree with Dolph Lundgren. Yep. Wow. And the movie Free Jack starring Mick Jagger. <laughs> I saw somewhere a cast list that said Willow Smith was in this movie, but she would have been four days old when it 
was released. So I don't know what they're. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Obviously not. Perhaps she was at the premiere as a four-year-old, a four-day-old. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. I I love how bad this movie bombed, and it has six degrees of separation to the actual dropping of the atomic bomb. Oh, please enlighten us on yeah. that factoid. So it's as mentioned earlier, it's loosely based on the Bhagavad Gita, a famous tale um, about Vishnu um, helping a warrior become a warrior again after he's lost his life. Uh, matter of fact, the warrior is Arjuna in in the tale. Oh. Wondering why his name is Juna. Uh, but um, Vishnu shows up as uh, Bhavagan, which is Bagger Vance. <laughs> so, separation between this and the actual atomic bomb, which is very close to how badly this bombed, is the idea that J. Robert Oppenheimer afterwards talks about I am become death, which is a line directly from this. <laughs> like, I am become death is from the Bahamia. Wow. So technically, one degree between <laughs> an actual nuclear bomb. Jeez. Okay. Right. Doing like, all the things. It, hmm. it, it was a, apparently, this is a, a very real thing and not even like an internet rumor. Um, so Stephen Rosen wrote uh, a book in 2000 called Gita on the Green, the mystical tradition behind Bagger Vance, which Pressfield, the original author, uh, wrote a forward for. Okay. Well, let me put that on my Amazon wish list. <laughs> so, like, we are, we are very much just there. Like, oh, this warrior doesn't want to be a warrior anymore, and I'm going to help him become a warrior, uh, but instead of swords, just with golf clubs. <laughs> 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 now, that also means that technically there's a six degree of separation to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because Casey Jones is also a warrior with golf clubs. Scrap. Yes. Okay. I I don't know. I have anything else to say about this movie. It it's bad. It's pretty terrible. Sorry, you didn't have a more fanciful time. Just, <laughs> it's dull and it's insulting. Yeah. And it, Robert Redford should have known way better. <laughs> yeah, he's he's made uh, some incredible movies, and this one does not rank amongst them, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, I hope his agent got fired after this movie because mm. whoever put this script on his desk does not need to be in his circle anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually curious. So we're going to go ahead. We'll move on here then. I'm just kind of wondering, because 2000 was the year that I missed, I believe. Because what won Best Picture in 2000? That was Gladiator, wasn't it? Gladiator. Yep. So I did. I was not here for that year. Um, so I was kind of curious to look at the Razzies on that year. Which which we did cover on the show. I'm sure. Yep. I'm just kind of like, did Bagger Vance get... No, I, I went through everything it got nominated for. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, because uh, Battlefield Earth came out that year. That's why. Yeah, yes. and Battlefield Earth is objectionable, objectively worse. Yeah. Oh, it's nice that we got the uh, the married couple bookending the 2000 episodes here. Oh, Autumn yeah. was on the Gladiator episode. No, Autumn was on oh, the yeah. Gladiator. 
All right. So, well, then let's just go straight to our worsty judgments then. And go ahead and ask Manny. Manny, does this movie deserve Best Picture? Man, that's a tough one. You know, I was watching it a lot and I was like, man, I sure do. No, not at all. Not (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on that one. It's 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 something I've watched a few times. It's it is a bad movie, but one that, like I said, I think as a personal reason, I, I I have a reason to sit and enjoy it, but not as a movie at all. So, yeah. You know. uh, Zach. So I'm um, looking at the 2000 page on my notebook here. Um, I, no, it doesn't deserve best picture, but I'd rank it right behind crouching tiger hidden. No, just kidding. Um, it's one of those movies that uh, if I had my brain turned off and I was sitting just like, Oh, it's a golf movie. And Hey, there's some nice photography here and it's rather, unassuming or unoffensive but then when you realize it is actively offensive and racist like it's hard to you know recommend it Uh, there's nobody i'd recommend this movie to um even though i have some fond memories of watching it in the past before i really realized what it is no it does not deserve best picture all right paul I don't know how in a year when Ready to Rumble and Dude Where's My Car and Little Nicky and Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps and Big Money Hustlers come out that we can even consider this for Best Picture. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Because those are all objectively better films. I'm trying to look. I'm looking at the Razzies be like, which one of these are better? Read out, read out some movies. Like, all right. So, you already said quite a few of those. You missed uh, the Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two. Yeah, I'll take that movie. Uh, the Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas. Oh, some Stephen Baldwin action. Yeah, let's yep, get that. Yep. Uh, the next best thing. I. That got Cameron Diaz in it. Uh, Madonna, I believe. Madonna. Oh, okay. that's the sweetest thing, isn't it? That you're thinking maybe. With yeah. Cameron yes, Diaz. I think you're correct. Yeah. A movie I actively dislike. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Sixth Day, which actually wasn't the worst. No. I enjoyed that movie. It was, it was a, again, a movie that I, you, you completely forget about. Uh, let's see here. Get Carter. That's just the Razzies, though. Uh, let's see here. I Dreamed of Africa. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just The Watcher. I actually like that movie. <laughs> I need to watch that. I don't think I've seen it. It's the one with uh, James Spader and um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Marissa Tomei. Um, the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Mm, with uh, Jason mm. using his uh, Seinfeld fame. To... Yeah. That's right. I, who was that with him? Kristen Johnson from Third Rock from the Sun was Natasha in that movie? Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, that one's dear a tough lord. One. I'm actually kind of curious. I think the Ninth Gate came out in 2000, but I actually enjoyed that movie. But it is not a good movie at all. 
Uh, Most Valuable Primate came out in 2000. We've talked a little bit about that strange running trend of 90s and early 2000 movies where they're just monkeys and chimps doing things. It's like, I don't don't think it's a trend that needs to return. I don't know what this movie is, but it's called Timeshare and adds Timothy Dalton. What was that again, Manny? I said you, you, Zach, are meaning to tell me you don't want a modern reboot of Dunstan Checks In? I would rather not. <laughs> Dunstan, <laughs> Dunstan can check out. What if what if it was gritty? Gritty? I do like gritty. Like what what if it was a gritty reboot? Also, well, starring gritty or gritty isn't like reboot. <laughs> like like also, it's hard for me to believe that you don't like that movie when the movie Hotel for Dogs is just the same thing. Hotel for Dogs is a masterpiece. I haven't seen Hotel for Dogs. If we were trying to get a gritty remake of movies like that around that era, I want a gritty remake of Baby's Day Out. I, I, you know, I'm all for anything that Vern Troyer is going to be in in terms of gritty reboots because he was the first one. Yep, correct. Yeah. All right. What's our next question? I'm sorry. Well, no, you're fine. All right, our next question then for you, Manny, is: Is this the worst non-Bex picture? The worst? No, no. Um, it, I, I mean, Gone with the Wind still exists. There's Greatest Showman still exists. Like things like that still exist. This is outside of the magical Negro trope, offensive, honestly boring movie. It's middling, but it's not the worst. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I agree. It's 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 as I said earlier. I nothing in this movie. It's it's not a good movie. I I can only remember it just because of the tropes. And I think if it was any better, it would be more forgetful. So, but it's not, and it's uh, just a bad movie. Zach. So it's unfortunate that this movie isn't like actively a dumpster fire because it would have been a little bit more entertaining to talk about and you know paul's first watch was a boring one and he you know he knows the problems with it so it's not like we can cut up over anything really funny there's not really much humor nothing to be like i don't know yeah and all the all the attempts at humor all just kind of land flat yeah yep i uh uh, but still, it's not the worst. It's just actively lame. Yeah. Yeah. Lame. Yeah. It is. That lame. is 100% how I would describe it. It's lame. Paul. So tempted to say yes. <laughs> this movie is just dull and uninspiring. And I've already said insulting, but it's the best word I could think of. It's such an insulting film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, if it wasn't always used as the example of the magical African-American friend trope, it most likely would have just been lost to time and nobody would care about it. Kind of like a, a movie that would come out four years later that also features Bobby Jones as a character, Bobby Jones stroke of genius. <laughs> Yikes. A film that I only remember uh, because it was one of like the two films I did not see in 2004 while I was working at a theater. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have a box with all these golf movies on DVD 
I hope Dorf on golf is in there. I had that on VHS. <laughs> nice. Uh, so as much as I want to say yes, because it kind of deserves it, there's still a matter of uh, the greatest show on earth exists. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put this in my, if, if this one best picture would be in my number two spot. Wow. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. At the bottom. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so here's a question for you. So last year, what did we watch for Big Willie? Did we do Men in Black last year? Yeah, we did. We did Men in Black. So mm-hmm. uh, I think if we were to keep a ranking on our Big Willie weekend, mm-hmm. um, this is number two. Just it saying. is. And it is also number two. <laughs> I'm shocked. Marvelous looks different. <laughs> so. I guess the big question now is, what are we watching next Big Willy Weekend? I think we should take some time and formulate what our choice will be. We're watching Wild Wild West. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had some very strong uh, words from some friends who were disappointed that it didn't win last time. So, I don't know. Maybe. I I also know a lot of people who who thought it should have won. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty bummed it didn't. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll put it to a vote well, again. Yeah, maybe I think. Uh, well, yeah, we'll put up another poll and say, I because I, I remember when Men in Black won. I was like, why? You guys, uh, people were way too nice. Yeah, I was expecting trolls and a half. Like I really thought we were going to end up watching like seven pounds. Well, remove <laughs> uh, <laughs> Men in Black, obviously this, and I think we should automatically remove Independence Day and let people go at it. Otherwise, sure. Maybe. Well, we will discuss. We will absolutely tweet at us and let us know. Yeah. Where where my vote's at. Oh, God. Why would you? Why would you do that? What film? Shark Shark Tale. What if we watch the first half of Shark Tale and then the second half of Spies in Disguise or whatever? (laughs) It's like blend them together. That was a thing. I never saw it. Neither. I I I still haven't seen Shark Tale. I saw that in theaters. First half Shark Tale, second half of Independence Day. <laughs> well, you know nice. it—it's a real shame. Uh, we we should have covered uh, Shark Tale for Thursday. Oh yeah, because Martin Scorsese is a pufferfish. That <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> aviator getting in the way of Shark Tale. <laughs> Now I want to get like a poster of just him as the puffer fish. I have. Oh, if I didn't have to dig it out from over there, I have. Uh, I think it's the the Robert De Niro shark. It's about this big and it's stuffed. <laughs> I found it the other day and I was like, why do I still have this? <laughs> why would you not? Oh, uh, try to remember to take a picture of it, post it on the social medias when this episode comes out. Thank you. <laughs> And, and we also need, uh, you know, the cabbage, Robert De Niro. Not just the, just the ch- God, <laughs> that is nightmare. <laughs> I can't even hold it still. <laughs> the eyebrows are so good. Oh God! Why is he? Oh. oh God! He looks like Woody Allen there. What is going on? Okay. Yeah. Don't put. Don't put that. Cut that out. All right. Well, I think that is where we're going to call it here today. Manny, thank you very much for joining us again, sir. 
Yeah, brother. Thank you for Thank those you. enlightening details on the background of this story. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. And, you know, Big Willy Weekend 3, the Will Cool. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks to you guys then. Hopefully, definitely sooner. Definitely. Fair enough. Yeah. And is there any social medias or anything you'd like to plug today? Uh, yeah, yeah. Follow me at, um, you know, just the channel, you know, uh, Oscar Worsey. You know, that's where I'm at all the time because I'm pretty much you guys' social media. Uh, I don't even know what mine is. I know I have a Twitter. I, I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Your name, your name is changing off, and I can't remember. Yeah, I, I don't even know what I. There was, there was a point where my name was James Incastronova because he's a guy who does D and D, and everyone just changed their name to his name. So that's the thing. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what it is right now. Uh, it'll be somewhere by the time <laughs> this goes up. I don't I'll know. tag you on the post. <laughs> It is at the Manny Classic. There we go. Yeah, look, I was about to plug Autumn's because I know hers. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Nice. Wonderful. All right. Well, my name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, Twitch, and the TikToks at Altorn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you? you can find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X A K K M A S T E R, TikTok at House Havoc, letterboxed by searching my name. And uh, over there is Mr. Paul Workman. And you can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, where I'm running, keeping a running tally of all the films I watched. And uh, this past week, I went and saw Jurassic World Dominion twice. Mm-hmm. Two separate groups of people wanted to see Jurassic World Dominion with me, so I went and saw it twice. And I just like a good monster movie. I like dinosaurs yeah. eating people. It's wonderful. So, so does that mean you've seen it three times? Like, did you see it twice? Because I remember you saw it last week too. I saw it. I saw it on Friday night, and then I saw it on Saturday morning. Okay, gotcha. All right. So that's what I did. Yeah, because I I really didn't watch any other movies this week except the one I'm going to talk about tomorrow night. So sure. There you go. Kind of took a movie break this week. (laughs) Yeah. God, I just rant about it off air, but I just didn't have any time this week. That's how I felt too. All right, Zach. What are we watching next week? Oh, we're watching that movie. It's about a, it's about a um, an orange fruit called a peach. I think the no, wait, no, it's the King's Speech. Yes, <laughs> the King's Speech, which you can uh, rent on Amazon, <laughs> Google, um, Hulu, Philo, Sling TV, Vudu, and YouTube. There you go. All right. Yeah. Well, with that, we'd like to thank Trab from our sister podcast, Leveling Up Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod, and on Facebook at the Oscarsity Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm. Okay. Go to war and come back and play some golf. I guess. Go to therapy. <laughs> Shake my damn head. So, for Manny Classic, Jonathan, Zach, 
And uh, you know what? Let's give Jack Lemmon another shout because he, he died after this movie because this movie was so bad. <laughs> we would like for you all to have a damn fine day. <laughs> <laughs>